5. And let's begin reading verse 21 through verse number 28 tonight. <clears throat> Got a bit of ways to go. The Bible said this in Acts chapter 5, verse 21. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together. And all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom he put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. The Bible said, Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, in our last study, we have seen many, many things take place here in the book of Acts tonight. We have seen that the church is now back in like-mindedness tonight, and we've seen that God is now doing a work here in this church again. And we see that He's doing this work tonight in a mighty way. Now, we have saw how that folks were being healed here in our text, and we see how that the people of the land are starting to believe by faith. Amen? And not only by faith tonight, they're also seeing all this take place right before their eyes. I mean, folks are being healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. And again, I do want to make this clear tonight. Folks are not healed in this manner and in this way tonight. Amen. We are not uh, followers of Benny Hinn. We are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so at any rate, folks are being healed in our eggs. And people are bringing their loved ones and bringing their neighbors tonight. And they're bringing their friends and they're laying their friends in the street. Could you imagine such a time as this? So but the whole point of this is so that if just the shadow of Peter would pass over them, then their loved ones could be healed at this time. That's the part that took faith for them to lay them in the street. We see that their faith is now put into motion because it's them that brought in the sick. Now tonight, when you and I invite people to the house of God, do you know what that is tonight? That is our faith being put into motion. Why, preacher? Because we believe by faith that God can do a work with them just like He's done with us. Amen. That's what it's all about tonight. All right? Appreciate that. And so they're bringing these folks in. People are being healed. But now, of course, opposition has sprung up again in our text. Amen. Here's what happened. So in our last study, we read verses 17 through 18, where the Bible said this, 
Then the high priest rose up, and all they were, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. Now they'd been speaking again in the name of Jesus Christ. Folks are beginning to believe, and right when God started doing the work. That's when the devil shows his face again and shows up to try and stop the work. That's the way he works. Now, may I say to you tonight that when a person gets saved and when a person gets born again, that is when the fight begins. We have this uh, uh, believism in our day where folks believe that if they get saved, then everything's going to be a bed of roses and they can have their cake and eat it too. And that's not the way that it works tonight. When a person gets saved, the battle begins in their life. Now, here's what a lot of folks do with the battle. A lot of folks quit. A lot of folks lay down. And a lot of folks... Never darken the church doors again when the battle begins. Here's my question tonight is, what are you going to do? Amen. And you, you can be saved for many years. There's folks been saved for many years. And in 2022, they're dropping down in the fight and in the battle tonight. What are you going to do? Are you going to carry on what these men do? They kept going on for Jesus Christ. Why? They knew that there was a cause in their day and in their time. And when you and I suffer persecution and hard things in life, when we're doing something for God, I know it's hard, but here's what we're to do. The Bible said in 1 Peter 3, 14-16, But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. Huh. I'm supposed to be happy while I'm suffering Yep, we are. We're supposed to be tickled to death. Amen. To suffer for the name who died for us and saved our soul. If you suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye and get a hold of this and be not afraid. I'm not supposed to be afraid. No. Fear is a sin. Amen. We're not to be afraid. Uh, the Bible said this, be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they will. They'll speak evil of you and act like you and me are the ones that are evil when they're wicked. Amen. The Bible says that. And then it says this. They may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. One day, they will be ashamed. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. One day, it is the same that will get the last victory, the last laugh, I guess you could say. But we're just to keep going tonight. Let's face it, just because we're saved don't mean that life's going to be easy. Amen. Uh, uh, there's a lot of times folks get saved and they say, Preacher, this is the hardest time in my life. Yes, it is. Because now you've got somebody who wants to fight you every day uh, that you live. Amen. But uh, the devil will fight you now. Back before when you were living in sin, he didn't care. Now that you say it's when the battle begins. So, it's here in our text, the battle has now begun. It began when God was doing a mighty work. So the priest and his men came in 
Now the apostles are thrown in jail, but I'm glad they had somebody with them, even in a dark and nasty jail cell. In our last study, we read verses 19 through 20, where the Bible said, But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go. Amen. He didn't say cry about it. He didn't say complain about it. He said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. We've got the words of life in our hand tonight, and we are to speak it. Amen. The devil had tried to stop the gospel again. He could not stop it. There was somebody with him every step of the way. And I don't know about you tonight, but there's times that I feel like this world is my jail cell, and I'm locked in prison with a bunch of people that don't even care about right. They want to do wrong their whole life. And I feel like I'm trapped. And that one of these days, hallelujah, the eastern sky is going to split and we're going to be out of here, buddy. And I'm going to shout glory all the way home. Are you going to shout too? I hope y'all. What a day. But as bad as I want to use it to get out of here, really here's what we ought to look at. One day, we're going to get to see him. Oh my. See him step out on the cloud. I don't know if we'll even recognize that the dead in Christ have rise first. I have no clue. But I know they're going to go before us. And then after that, we're going up with them. Lord, what a day. I'm glad this world, this prison sometimes, is not my home. Amen. So, we see this, and we see tonight that here is the faith of some brave men. And you know what, tonight, this, I didn't have this outline, and it really don't matter. I'm not, I hate to tell you, I'm not too big for her tonight. So, here's these brave men. And may I say to you tonight, we need some brave men in our day and in our time. I'm very afraid in the society that we are living in, we are living in a generation of sissies. And I'm not talking about, I mean, we need some working men, but we are living in a day where nobody wants to stand up for anything that is right. We're living in the day of, well, I might as well just say it, of man buns that makes you look real manly, don't it? And we're living in the day where men just won't be men. We're living in a day where fathers won't even be fathers and mothers won't even be moms. I mean, it's a sad day. Sometimes I feel like I'm in prison. Amen. Honestly, I do. Let's read again verse 21 before I get you two down and out. The Bible said this, verse 21. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Now, we see that the apostles did not lay down. Amen. We see tonight that these men did not complain. They did not grumble. They did not gripe. They done just what it is tonight that God had sent them to do. They realized tonight that they were on a mission and they knew tonight that souls needed to be saved. Boy, if a church ever got a hold of the fact that souls need to be saved and we've got a mission to do while we're here, it'd be amazing what God could do with this church or any church up and down the road. So when they heard what 
what they were to do. They went back into the temple and they went there early in the morning. I don't believe they wasted any time. And I don't, uh, t- so tonight they got out of jail. They were preaching in the name of Jesus again or teaching there. Now I can imagine if, it, if this had been you and me tonight. Now you think about this, and maybe you're more spiritual than I am, but we might have said something like, Well, Lord, we've done that before. And we got in trouble last time. Am I right? We got put in jail last time, Lord. So I don't think that you want me to do what you're telling me to do. Amen. Uh, Is that not what some of us might have done? Maybe not. These apostles kept going on for Jesus tonight. They were now back preaching the message again in, in in the place that they first got arrested had to start with. Now, no sooner than they get started, here comes the priest, here comes the people again this verse. The Bible said, but the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together. Now, at this time, they were entering the council, not the temple there, and they're discussing what should be done with these men who just will not be quiet. Boy, can you imagine what the world is thinking right now with... Uh, with the Supreme Court passing no abortions tonight. They're saying those people just won't shut up. I'm telling you tonight, we don't need to shut up. We need to open our mouths. We need to be like John the Baptist, come preaching out of the wilderness and tell them folks what's right and what's wrong. Because they don't know, obviously. So at this time, they're in a council saying, what can we do with these men? Now, keep in mind tonight, they're wanting to know what to do with the prisoners. Now imagine that. You say, preacher, what's so great about that? Well, they don't know the jail's been opened yet. They have no idea what God's done. All right, this council thought the apostles are still there in that jail. Now, ain't it amazing what God can do when God's on your side? But at any rate, here's this council now, and this is an important matter in our in the text here. So, this was the religious authorities at this time who were pushing Judaism. They didn't believe in the resurrection of Christ. They come together. We know there are several groups at this time because Gamaliel was there. You can see that in verse 34. And not only were the Sadducees there. And by the way, who can tell me what the Sadducees believe? Amen. No resurrection. So they're sad. Some of you are paying attention. Amen. So, not only were they there, they didn't believe in the resurrection of Christ. All right? But not only were they there, so were all the other leaders present at this time, as far as I can tell. So, not only were they there, look in this verse, the Bible said, and all the Senate. Of the children of Israel. So what that means tonight is talking about the older men of the Sanhedrin council. The ones that everybody looked up to were there as well. And I'll say this. I'll make this statement tonight. You young folk hear me well. Some of them paying attention. Some of them talking. Listen. Alright. These older folks ain't done. They've been around a lot of time or two. And they know what they're talking about. When I was young, I thought my stepdad didn't know a thing. And now that I'm old, I wish I'd have paid attention to a thing or two he had to say. He was right and I was wrong so many times. So these elders are there, though. And here's what they knew. They knew about the religion of this time. All right? So they'd be like calling in the CEO of the company that you worked for 
Not all these people being here to see what would be done to you if you were about to lose your job. And now they're all together. Read on this verse what they do. The Bible says, in the last part of this verse, the Bible says, sent to the prison to have them brought. Now this council wanted the apostles brought before them so that they could give them their sentence. Now you and I know the apostles are no longer in jail. They're sent into the prison. Read verse 22 through 23. The Bible said, but when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told. Listen to what they said. Saying the prison truly found we shut with all safety. And the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now, they were sent to the jail. Could you imagine the sight? I mean, hey, if you get into your Bible and really put yourself there, could you imagine the sight at this time? I mean, here's all these boys down here in this jail. Looking for the prisoners. Well, where the heck? Where the heck? Could you imagine that? The officers are standing guard. Hmm, they're still in their place. All seems normal. But something funny happened in this jail cell. There's no way that this council could not see a miracle was done. I mean, God's just fulfilling His promises. The ones who were keeping guard didn't know the prisoners were gone. They were probably standing there, standing there whistling, thinking those boys are still in there, flipping their keys around. Amen. They ain't there. They're gone. And I mean, the doors had not been bothered that they knew of, but the prisoners wasn't there. Hey, could you imagine what's going through these men's minds? God had removed His men from the prison cell. And so we see tonight the things that can happen when God is on our side. Amen. You believe He can do that? He's still God. I believe He can do whatever He wants to. So we know that it's Jesus can do the impossible. We ought to give Him the honor and the glory and the praise. How many times has God done the impossible in your life. Things that you thought could never be done, God shows up on time and He takes care of it. And ain't it amazing? Has God done anything for you? Act like it then. Amen. Let's read verse 24. The Bible says this. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, listen to what they do. They doubted that them were into this grow. Imagine that. This chief priest and the captain of the temple in our text would be the ones, and historians say this, that would watch over the temple of those days. He would preserve order and prevent uh, disturbances from coming in the temple. Little did he know at this time the temple was being disturbed. Amen. Because these men are in the temple teaching the gospel of Christ and their religion's being disturbed because the gospel's being taught. And when they found out the prisoners were gone, they didn't think the news would grow. I could just imagine that. Well, boys, they're gone. Ah, the newsletter spread. Sounds like a bunch of us. <laughs> ah, it'll never go nowhere. Well, let's read verse 25 and see if it did. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. I got way ahead of myself. They would not accept the fact that a miracle had been done in our text tonight. They would not accept it at all. It was here in our text, you and I can see as God getting victory over these fellows here just like He is in our day. Even though it may not seem like He's getting victory, He is. He's going to get the victory. And we're seeing some things take place. Even in our day and time. I mean, i got to tell you, Brother West called me. 
And he knows a lot more about this new stuff than I do. And he called me and he said, you know what? And I'll probably get this all wrong, so forgive me. He called me up and he said, you know what this, this done, this Supreme Court thing about Roe versus Wade? And I said, no, bro, I ain't I said, I know that, that now it's up to the state whether people can have abortions or not. And he has done some digging and some research and it may get a foothold to overturn gay marriage. Amen. God still getting the victory. Amen. Ain't that a blessing? So anyhow, here in our text, the news was spreading and the multitudes knew this council had threatened the apostles, commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And then when the command was not listened to and not obeyed the first time, that's when the miracles continued. That's when they ordered that the apostles uh, be arrested tonight and this and this. The Bible plainly said this in 1 Chronicles 16 and 22. That touch not mine anointed and do thy prophets no harm. We know that's Old Testament, but the rule applied then and still applied in our day but at any rate when they laid hands on the apostles it was God who was with them and he's saying leave my fellows alone amen that's what he's doing alright and we know that he sent an angel the angel opened up the prison doors and the angel had locked the doors behind these men because everything looked just like it did and that was the miracle as well now these men have found out the apostles are in the temple teaching in the name of Jesus again the religious rulers are frustrated by this time now you think about that. But the thing about it all is that God's will cannot be stopped. I thank the Lord for that. No matter how many folks try and stop it, God's will will be done. So we've seen Him try two times so far in our text to hush these apostles up. We, we've saw that so far. They've been arrested, I think, twice. Now let's read verse 26. Get a hold of this. Then went the captain with the officers. And brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. Is that right? Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. Yeah, now these religious rulers go down, they take the apostles again. So the devil's trying to stop the gospel again here in our text. But notice these religious rulers, they couldn't even take them by violence. Why? People were getting healed. Miracles were being done in our text in the name of Jesus and they were not going to let the rulers lay a hand on God's men. Now the power of God has won the respect of the people in this Jewish temple. And the Sanhedrin the officers and captain of the, of the temple, they knew that violence would break out if they were to take these men violently. They said, we'll stone them. And so they feared the people, but the fact still remains tonight, even though the people could have hurt them, it's God who these people should have been fearing, and not man. They didn't do that. So they missed the mark time and time again. God's trying to show them the miracles in our text and for a sign to those Jews, but all they cared about were the religious rules that a lot of them were made up this time. They added to the law of God and people were not to go by the law anymore. Christ had rose from the dead. It wasn't about laws, about grace tonight. And for this reason tonight, God could bring this grace down to us Gentiles tonight because they rejected it time and time and time again. So the apostles had really done no wrong. In our text. They had been in prison for preaching the gospel of Christ. They didn't even break out of jail. I mean the angel 
come and broke them out of jail. They didn't do that. And so it was God who got them out. So they had no reason to fear this council. They had, no, they had done no wrong tonight. But they're standing before this council tonight. And I bet they were even ready to give that message to this Sanhedrin council of the gospel, don't you? But look at something else tonight. Let's keep reading. Let's read verse 27 through 28 and we'll be done. Listen to this. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Do not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now listen to this. As they're before this council, the council has said, did we not straightly command you? They were saying, did we not tell you not to preach in this name? You know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like you and me when our child gets in trouble. Did I not tell you? Hey man, have you ever done that? I have. Marie got out of bed. Did I not tell you to stay in bed? I can't sleep. Didn't I tell you? Time and time and time again. This council told them. It's obvious tonight they didn't care what the council thought. Just like our children don't care what we think sometimes. But it was God that was telling them what to do. Even though they've been told not to preach and teach in Jesus' name anymore, the Bible said in verse 28 that you should not teach in this name, but they done it anyhow. And even though this Sanhedrin council may have had authority over many people of the land, they did not have authority over these apostles tonight. These apostles were sent by God. They were men on a mission tonight. The great commission had been given by Jesus in Acts 1 and 8. The Bible said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. May I say to you tonight that commission is still right for you and I. We are to go into our Jerusalem which is right here. We're to go a little farther which is in Judea and then we're to go to the uttermost part of the earth. How do you do that preacher? We send out missionaries because God didn't call you and I to go, but He called you and I to send them out. That's why we do it. The commission's still there. God had told them what to do, and they were doing it, and they were going to do it even if it cost them their lives. Now we see that in these verses. Now in verse 28, the Bible said, Behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. The doctrine of the resurrection of Christ was going on. They had told the people that Jesus lives. He's not dead. He's alive. Even though you crucified Him, He ain't dead. And I'm glad He's alive tonight as well, aren't you? Now this council said tonight that the apostles intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, I want to stop here just for a second. What they mean by that was what happened when Pilate was standing before Jesus trying to wash the blood of Christ off his hands. Before the multitude in the presence of the religious leaders. And what Pilate was trying to do was to wash his hands from the blood that he had shed of Jesus Christ. Now pay attention. He could never get the blood off his hands. Hear me well. So not only was the blood on his hands, I want to go slow. The blood was also on the hands of all the Jews. 
The Bible says in Matthew 27, 11 through 20, this is a lot of reading. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? He said, Are you not hearing this? They're going to kill you, Jesus. Are you not listening? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. They'd done that at times. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said to him, Who will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. Pilate knew that. Then the Bible said, When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. So not only did Pilate listen to the people, Pilate listened to his wife. Amen. It was right there. Never, never really paid much attention to that. Then the Bible said this, But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The Jews at this time set Barabbas who was a murderer and a robber free. And they killed Jesus. They had Him crucified so the blood was on their hands. Now, if you're here tonight, I don't ever want this to get out of your mind. If you're here tonight, and if you've never been saved, the blood of Jesus Christ is on your hands. And if you die lost, in hell is where you'll be with the blood of Christ on your hands. And you can try and shake it off all you want to. You can try and get it off all that you want. And it will not come off. And if you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I've made a false profession. There's nothing ever changed in my life. Listen, when you get saved, something changes. I'm telling you tonight, if you bust hell wide open, the blood of Jesus will be on your hands and you will never be able to get it off of your hands. I can hear Pilate tonight as he's screaming in hell trying to get Jesus' blood off of his hands. I can hear the Jews tonight, the band of soldiers that plaited and weaved the crown of thorns trying to get the blood off their hands. I can hear folks standing as they cheer at the abortion clinic. But now, some of them have died and are in hell trying to get the blood of Jesus off their hands. I can hear some of the folks that were at a pride rally. And they made fun of the Christian. And tonight, some of them have died and went out and went to hell. I can hear them as they want the blood but tonight if you're here and if you're lost I'd hate to have to hear you screaming at hell trying to get the blood off your hands see tonight it's here that this council feels conviction for what they've done we was talking to a couple last week and they sent their children off to a Bible school and they were all excited. They said, our young got saved. Our young got saved. 
I know what else to say except, you know, congratulations. But as we were talking, the lady sat at our house and as she was talking, this preacher asked that young man raised their hand. And that young man sat at our kitchen table. And we said, what does it mean to be saved? I don't know. That's what she said. God don't intervene. She can one day bust hell wide open because a picture told her she's saved. This thing's serious. And that's sad. What I'm saying tonight is we've got to watch where we send our young folk. We've got to be careful. Anyway, tonight you say, Preacher, I've never been saved. Jesus Christ is waiting at an old-fashioned altar this night, June 29th, on 2022, for you to get saved. Amen. You say, preacher, I don't even know I'm saying all this. I don't care. You say, preacher, I've never had a change. I've never repented of my sin. If you've never been sorry for your sin, you've got to repent of that. You've got to get that under the blood. That, that little girl couldn't even tell us that. She didn't know what sin was. Look at this. Boy, I'm glad tonight we can cast our sin on Him. Even though all these religious leaders had to do was call. It's all people have to do this day is call. If God is drawing and God is dealing, I tell you, when I went to the altar, all I knew is that God drew me from that pew. And then when I got there, all I could say is, God, I'm sorry. That's all I knew. I was sorry. I was a sinner on my way to hell. And God shows people that, not man. So, even though all these religious leaders had to do was call, that's not what they done. Even though they had to see Peter, uh, they had to see in Peter what Christ could do. Peter had a change in his life. Remember, he stood by the fire warming his hands one night, denied Christ three times. But here in our text tonight, something had changed in old Peter because Peter said, I'm going to keep preaching the gospel tonight. Peter's facing the crowd who condemned Jesus Christ to death and he boldly charged them with having denied the Holy One and crucified him and letting go a murderer instead of a robber. Now the Bible doesn't say that, but you can kind of read into the text there tonight. This council did not want to hear what he had to say. They say, you're putting this man's blood on us. Here's the thing tonight. The blood was already on them. It was already there. They were guilty. You and I tonight that are saved were guilty. I thank God. Through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we become the guiltless. I like that, don't you? Have you ever doubted? Yeah. But you know, all I can do is just go back to that place and say, I trust in what you did on Calvary. I didn't trust in nothing I said, I didn't trust in a prayer, I trusted Him. And if you can say, Preacher, I've trusted Him. Well, glory. Ain't you glad tonight, Freon, that he gave us a place as well? 
I mean, the Bible in John 14 and 2, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. There's a place prepared in heaven tonight. Get a hold of this. It's not for families. It's not for friends. It's for you. That's how much Jesus loves you. Amen. He made you a place so that you can go one day. Now, I'm telling you tonight, I don't know what I'm going to do alone by myself, but I know He made me a place. You know what that shows me? Salvation is personal. Boy, it's between you and God. But if you're saved, why don't you say amen tonight? The Gospel came to you when you were on your way to hell, but Jesus put up a roadblock called the Gospel of Christ. If you just so happen to be here and if you're lost tonight, you say, Preacher, I've never been saved. I don't understand. Let me tell you something tonight. You just hang in there and God will show you what you need to do one day. But listen tonight, if you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I know that I'm a sinner on my way to hell. If you're lost tonight and God is drawing you, all you've got to do is call on His name. Boy, make it hard. Come to God in repentance. God, I'm sorry. And then the Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All these people had to do was call. Here was their problem. A lot of people's problem today. They're too lifted up in pride. They want to be right. And really they're wrong the whole time. But I'm telling you, aren't you glad tonight the gospel is still yet going out? It'll be going out until the day Jesus comes to take His church and throws the devil and Antichrist into the pit. And I say thank God for the gospel. I can set a sinner free like me, like you tonight if you're saved, like you tonight if you're lost. I wanted to go one more verse. I'm not. I've kept you long enough. Some of you's nodding out on me. I'm just kidding. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Our heads bowed. And our eyes closed. I do want to give a quick altar call tonight.